Welcome to Ultra 64. We are the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Nintendo 64 catalog. Or are we? That's Doo-doo. right. We are mi- <laughs> Plot twist. We are mixing things up a little bit before we explain exactly why. Uh, my name is Steve Guntling. I am Woody Siskowski. And uh, we are very excited today because uh, not only are we talking about an amazing game, but we're getting to finally uh, uh, go into a little bit of our Patreon stuff. So we're very excited about this. So uh, over on our Patreon, that's patreon.com slash ultra64pod. Our highest tier is a superstar tier. If you stay at that tier for three months, then you get to pick a game that's not on the N64 and then come on the show with us and discuss it. So today we have our very first patron who is going through that process with us. Please say hello, patron. Hello, I'm Jordan. Hello, we are so happy to have you here, and we are so, so happy that you chose Super Smash Brothers Melee for us to play, because you could have been much meaner to us if yes. you wanted to. Yeah, there's so many games out there that you could make us play. You could make us play the E.T. game, you could make us play <laughs> Last Truck Action, Madness Monster again. Truck, yeah, well, no, it's not on the, oh, N64. Not the N64, that's right, Last yeah. Action Hero, S- Space I- Ace, I wanted to so enjoy much it garbage. too, I also want yeah. to play a good game. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is a good insight, and yeah, you, you definitely chose a good one, so oh, tell man. us... Uh, why did you pick Super Smash Brothers Melee as as the game to play? Well, uh, honestly, when I was uh, younger, grew up with the N sixty four, really just followed the Smash legacy. I remember the Christmas of ninety seven. Uh, I knew my parents were going to get me the Super Smash Brothers original, mm-hmm. and they kept it in the trunk of their car. But I would just go out there all the time. And just look at the game until it finally appeared under the Christmas tree. <laughs> okay, and yeah. I just remember how much I love that. And I picked this game because even though it's 19 years old, it is still an incredibly replayable, fun game that to me stacks up against games that are coming out now. It's just still an incredible game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean... The thing that really struck me going back and replaying this, and I've been I've played every Smash game since they've come out. I'm a big fan of all of them. Anytime they come out, it's just like I'm dead to the world for a couple weeks <laughs> until I've unlocked everything. Uh, they're they're amazing. Uh, but there's just something special about this one, and it's hard to kind of put your finger on it. But uh, I mean, I would say that this is essentially the first Smash game in kinda. terms of what it is now. It's in the same way that like technically there is a Metal Gear game for like old computers and the NES but really the first Metal Gear Solid like Metal Gear Solid is the first game that's when it became because yeah Yeah, exactly and so I feel like N64 Smash still fun in its own right um it's kind of its own unique thing whereas this game really set the blueprint for what we're still playing now 20 years later in Ultimate definitely uh, are I, you uh, just a quick follow-up, Jordan? Are you uh, do you still go back to this one, or are you have you sort of moved on to Ultimate mostly at this point? Uh, I've got them all. I actually have I play Brawl, Melee, and Ultimate a lot. Every now and then, uh, I do break out the original. Um, I have a legendary story. Uh, my brother's pretty good at the game, but. I hang my hat on this one. There was one time I said, I bet I can play you versus it be it was me versus him and two level nine jigglypuffs. <laughs> I, won that, I won that match. And nice. I I had on that for the rest of my life. But <laughs> I've played them all. And you know what what's so great about it? The gr- the basics of this game, the charge attacks, mm-hmm. the B smash, all of those fundamentals still play 
into the new games. I still use the GameCube controller on the new games because I'm so used to playing this one and enjoy playing it that way so much. This this also, I mean, we've kind of gotten it. We'll back up a little bit as we get far we get farther. But this game falls into the strange category of the very small category of games that made a controller. Yeah, like um, yeah. much the same way that Super Mario sixty four sort of made you think that the N sixty four controller was cool. Yeah, even yeah. though it is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it just works so well for Super Mario sixty four, and that's the same. For Smash Brothers Melee, you get that GameCube controller in your hand, and you're like, "What is this thing?" Yeah. And then you play it with Melee, and you're like, "Man, this works so well." And I mean, I, I'm the same way. Like as much as I can. I mean, I think uh, with the Switch, I've kind of gotten used to the controls now. I like the Switch controls better than I ever did with the Wii U or the mm-hmm. certainly the Wii. But uh, I, I go back to the GameCube controller whenever I can. I just think that the sensory feedback of all the clicks and everything like that just feels right. And the way that the controller molds to your hand is just kind of perfect for this game. Well, and the way I, I think that the buttons like match the gameplay because like the A button is so big, mm. and that's the button you're going to be pressing most of the time. Hell yes! So it's kind of encouraging you, like, hey, this B button is here, but it's small. Don't use it too much. Which and is I'm, also I, what I makes really, I really you, oh, like yeah. the bumpers on this game. I love on the game mm-hmm. controller how they form to your fingers, yes. and it makes yes. it so easy to put your shield up and dodge. It's, it's just perfectly built for this game. Yep, it's exactly. A, the, the perfect combination of squish and click. That's what you're looking for <laughs> on, a, on a controller. You want, a, you want some squish, but you want to click, too, just so you're not all squish. P- oh, PS3, all squish. That was the Nintendo Power ad for the GameCube. The perfect combination of squish and click. <laughs> Nintendo GameCube. Uh, let's back up a little bit, and let's talk about a couple of different facts about this game. So Super Smash Bros. Melee was released on December 3rd, 2001, Developed by HAL Laboratories and published by Nintendo, and this is, of course, a GameCube exclusive. Uh, Smash is the most successful video game on the GameCube. Wow. It's the number one best-selling game on the GameCube. 7.1 million copies, which just edged out Super Mario Kart Double Dash. Not Super Mario Kart Double Dash. Mario Kart yeah. Double Dash. Uh, that makes it roughly equivalent, same amount of sales as like GoldenEye. On okay, the N64. and that's I mean that's also an impressive fact when you consider this disc is still is fairly expensive, and it there's, still is. There's yeah. very few times where the most popular game on the system is an expensive game. It's true, because... and I mean even like it, it's the nostalgia tax. It's the pe- people are this game isn't hard to come by, but it is uh, hard for people. <laughs> but it's to not even with. necessarily the nostalgia tax being as people play this game for many reasons beyond nostalgia. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're still actively <laughs> yeah. playing it, yeah. But, yeah, it still goes for about $50, $60 uh, complete in box, but, uh, and that's kind of towing the line with Nintendo. They rarely put their stuff on sale, like their first party stuff yeah. on sale, and even like Mario 64, the most popular game on the N64 that was a pack-in for most systems, still goes for like $30, $40. So I should probably kinda... know this, but does HAL still make games today? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they still, made the new Smash. They did make the new Smash. Okay. Uh, they don't really do much beyond Smash. They do, I don't even... they do the Kirby games. Are they still Kirby? Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. The guy who was sort of the head of creating Smash, um, that's why Kirby is in that game, because Kirby is not technically a Nintendo character. Yeah, yeah. Or he's kind of like a half and half, but since they like he was the guy in charge, he's like, I want to put Kirby in this game, because yeah. Kirby's my creation. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're richer for it, actually, because Kirby's a great character. And this kind of like, this is one of those things that made Kirby, too. I think Kirby yeah. got much more popular off the basis of this game more than on his own games. Which, yeah, which cer- certainly the first well. Smash. Yeah, for Speaking sure, of for Kirby sure. being a good character... 
Just a random question for you guys. Do you subscribe to the belief of the tier system in the game, or do you think that you can be as good as you want to be with any character? Okay, so that's a good question. Um, I mean, the, I so ne- none, neither of us are like great at this game. I would say we're both like good casual players, solid fives and sixes. Yeah, yeah but yeah. we don't we don't like pursue this in a super competitive sense. Um, and so I'm gonna have to defer to the people who do it. I think at our level, mm. you can do well with any character. Yeah, but once yeah. you sort of emerge and playing against people who are just amazing at this game, right. you really need that extra edge. Of having this, you I know, one of the better characters. Anybody. I just ha- I have the hardest time playing with a really heavy, slow characters. I've got sure, okay. to speed. But yeah. see, I've had some of my most successful matches using Bowser too. So I think it it just it does kind of. I think it's telling the fact that everybody has their character. Everyone yeah. has their own specific character in the yeah, whole Yeah, and I, Donkey Kong is one of my go-tos. Donkey Kong's so, one of your yeah. go-tos. I never played Donkey Kong, but uh, Mr. Game & Watch is like my god character. Like, <laughs> I, you can't beat me with Game & Watch. Uh, but that's a ridiculous character that not a lot of people play. Right, but again, if, once you get into these high-level plays, it's kind of all Marth and Sheik and yeah. Fox, who, like, we wouldn't even go to. Right. Uh, who's your who's your go-to guy, Jordan? Uh, I usually play as Fox or Falco. I like Falco oh. better... Uh, but that's the one thing I like about Melee over the original Smash. You have those choices where they give you a couple of characters that are built on the same platform but play a little differently. You Mm -hmm. have Fox and Falco, and then you have Ganondorf and Captain Falcon. You know, the similar movesets, but they have different characteristics. That's one thing I really like about the game, because there's just those subtle differences, but you get that choice between which one you like just a little bit more. Yeah, I, I I think that worked well too because you know this game has a pretty substantial bump in the amount of characters from the original Smash. Yeah, and it, even if they didn't have those clone characters, it would feel like enough. But I was glad that they put in characters that because they feel like extra. You're like well, especially for Ganon. I always found well, first of all, I never put together that Ganon and Captain Falcon are clones of each other. I think they <laughs> play pretty differently. Well, they definitely do, but yeah. they have the same move set. They're similar. Like, yeah, yeah, but they play they handle very differently. But I've always found the clone characters to be kind of frustrating because I feel like I kind of feel like Doctor Mario should just be a skin. Yes, than some of them are game. lazy. Like Doctor yes. Mario feels yep. lazy, um, yeah. but I think Ganon and Falcon are a good example. Yeah, I've always felt. I think I felt like Falco and Fox were a little too similar. But I also was a little bitter uh, that Roy was in this game oh, because yeah. you're like, we already have because this game sort of also marked the emergence of Fire Emblem characters. This was and, the first time anybody in the U.S. And everyone was Emblem. like, yeah. what the hell is Marth doing here? And then they're like, you've unlocked a secret character, Roy. And you're like, great, another who character who I have no idea who it is. <laughs> then they keep expanding. Here's Ike. Here's yeah. Byleth. Here's all these. And like, I think as they've gone on, the Fire Emblem characters have started to feel a little more distinctive. Like mm-hmm. Corrin in uh, Ultimate is one of my favorite characters. Just, and it feels totally different than the other Fire Emblem characters. But Yeah, yeah I, I totally it, agree with you guys on the... Ganondorf and Falcon, what makes it so good is you have Captain Falcon, who's one of the fastest characters in the game. Yeah. Mm. But then you have Ganondorf, who is slow, but when you land his moves, they're so powerful. So sad. Yeah, Ganondorf's really fun to play as just to, to get those huge punches yeah, in there. Yeah, oh, for sure. So, do either of you have much experience with uh, Smash Brothers tournament play? Uh, okay. Like online or playing the tournament mode in the game? 
Oh, either way, like uh, like online, like uh, like more competitive play. Well, yeah, I mean, so melee has no online feature. Of course, but of course, but like, yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, let's get into this a little bit. So I think one thing that's interesting about melee is this is essentially the game that created like a Smash competitive scene. Yeah, Smash is such a weird game because there's just two camps who play it so differently. Yeah, like um. There's just, you know, the regular schmoes who want to just casually um, get some items and bash with different characters. But then it sort of created that subset of like, okay, no items. We're only playing on Final Destination or Battlefield. And there's a lot of wave dashing and things like that. Um, And that was never a level I got at. And it's always a thing that's kind of irritated me. Okay. Because it's always felt like, hey... You're sort of removing the fun aspects of what makes Smash Smash. Yeah. And it's like, if you want to play this super competitive thing, why aren't you playing Street Fighter 4? Uh, just to throw uh, in a little fact yeah, please. here, uh, yeah. Melee is still an active esport. Yes. It is, very active. There was, yeah. a, there was an article in the Washington Post just a couple of days ago talking about how Melee is still hanging in there, even though Ultimate is kind of coming up on it. But uh, there was some dispute in there. It's hard to tell which one is more popular because we had more people signing up to play Ultimate, but more people streamed the Melee fights. Yeah. So it was more popular for viewers, but players are different. So it's it's a very interesting dynamic. And I, I think this kind of operates on a couple of levels. I think this one is endured because... A, it's it's so old by now that everybody knows everything. Like yeah. Yeah, people can learn this game inside now and develop their strategies That's based on true. Very Where and well, and it, like Ultimate is still being patched and changed and updated, so there's yeah. no sense of like having quite mastered the game yet. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing is just that like this is a much more fluid game than it seems, a much more adaptable game. You know, they designed this as a party game. Like mm-hmm. this is supposed to be something for anybody to pick up and play. But there's enough room for subtlety, and it's like you you kind of build your own combos from the ground up, and you kind of play the way you want to play, and there's all these weird little tricks and and, uh, all the items and all the variables that go into play in it. Wound up being like a fascinating, like uh, ever-changing competitive game. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's pretty cool. I mean, I was looking a little bit at some stats about it, like... Uh, the five best players in the world right now, they're referred to as the five gods. Uh, three of them are American, one's from Sweden and one's from Argentina. Uh, and then there was a guy who came forward from uh, uh, Sweden again. Weirdly, there's a very big rivalry in Smash between the U.S. and Sweden. The best, <laughs> best players in the world are either American or Swedish. Uh, except for one guy, uh, what's his name here? Oh, Juan Hungrybox uh, Debidma. Uh, I'm going to fuck that name up. Debidma. He's from Argentina, and he's probably the best player in the world right now. But there was somebody who just came forward, and he's now beaten all of the five gods. And wow. so now there's a new level of competitive <laughs> play where you try and earn the title of God Slayer. Nice. Where you want to beat all these five guys and be better than them. Uh, it's a very, like, uh, Pokemon, like it's a real life Pokemon story, right? You yeah. go to the different Smash gyms exactly. and you play against the, I, the I Ultimate do Smash Master. Enjoy a good match, though. With, like you said earlier, with no items and Final Destination and Battlefield. And, okay. and like yeah. you said, there is so much subtlety in the game that yes, you can just pick the game up and play. You can have that level, and then there is the level of ultra competition playing on Final Destination with no items. I think that's what contributes to making it so great. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that my sort of <laughs> griefing with that style of play has eased a little bit in recent years, and I'm sure a lot of it just came from being pulled into games like that with people who were way better than me at the game. Oh, sure. And it's just not very fun because you just can't 
get a hit in because they're just jumping around and juggling you around constantly and you're like hmm you know let's go back to playing with uh bob bombs and stuff right yeah <laughs> i mean I, i've had friends who play like competitive street fighter who kind of look down on this series or at least they mm-hmm. did a couple years ago i'm curious to see this how game, they would take it smashes smashes earned its own place i, I think, think in a fighting game at this point it's yeah. still one of the most popular ever there are whole conventions based around it uh, you don't make a lot of money as a Smash player, unlike if you're playing Call of Duty or Fortnite or something, mm. because there aren't as many sponsored teams uh, for Smash, and Nintendo doesn't really have anything to do with the competitive side of things. Yeah, at all. which is which is strange. Yeah. Um, how how do you feel? Do you do how do you feel about that, Jordan? Do you wish that like Nintendo sort of got more in? Do you do you watch the esports for Smash? Or um, I've seen a few streams before. Um, I definitely do wish that they would get into it. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, that's kind of Nintendo's prerogative is they're just not ever going to be that kind of video game company, even though I I can honestly say that they probably didn't create this game intending for it to end up like this at all. Like you said, they created it as a party game, and this is probably just something that was happenstance. Yeah, and you're exactly right. And I think sometimes, like some of the later games in the series, like Brawl, they deliberately do sort of step back and sort of quote unquote corrected some of the aspects of melee that a lot of people who played at a competitive level really liked. Yeah. Hence why Brawl never caught on at that competitive level. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is it is I mean you have to respect Nintendo in some ways for their sticking to their guns of like not supporting tournament play just cuz they got to be losing out on a lot of money. Oh, probably. Like that's probably. like Blizzard or like uh Riot Games' whole model at this point is oh, like yeah. the, the game the game design comes second and like organizing tournaments that's that's what matters. That's the more important thing. Yeah, yeah. streaming. Yeah. It's it's an interesting world, and I think it's just all the more remarkable because, like you said, this game never made it online. Uh, it didn't have that kind of presence, so it's just all manual. And a lot of tournament players still insist on using like original CRT TVs to play this on. Like that's kind yeah, of amazing. well, I mean, yeah, it's just a reminder of how old this game is. Yeah. Like it is, but it still looks so good. Mm-hmm. It really this does. Game, for for thinking that this game was nineteen is nineteen years old and it was coming out, Nintendo sixty four is still releasing games in two thousand one. Yeah, if you compare yeah, this to that is Nintendo insane. Switch, that, that's not fair. It's a different system, but thinking that this game is basically twenty years old, it still to me looks incredible for thinking it's twenty years old. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I I think so too. And looking at it, it's like you can definitely see the difference in the character models and things like that from newer Smash. So it does look a little jarring at first, but like. It moves great. Uh, mm-hmm. It's super fast. It's uh, it's nice and loose, and uh, the the gameplay just feels very natural, and it, it looks gorgeous. Well, um, one thing about the game, uh, I guess it could be slightly off topic, but sure. uh, sometimes uh, this isn't what everybody looks for in a game, but the music in this game is incredible. Oh, my God. It is so good. This is one of the things that I love about this game, and I'll get into it a little bit more here, but let, let's talk about um, some of the new modes and some of the new features right. that they add on because I think the music kind of ties into this as well. So I, I feel like there are, one of the, the endearing things about this game is that there are a few games I can think of that are as dedicated to just pure fun Mm-hmm. than anything else like it just wants you to have fun every second of it mm-hmm. like even the end credits is a game yeah. like you're shooting things and trying to get a high score so i mean they're really dedicated to it and i love that so uh this kind of like took the smash brothers 64 format and just blew it up right. it, it gave us so much more than we ever thought we even needed i mean i think there was a sense when like the n64 came came out or the smash came out for n64 that like hey these nintendo characters they were in different games now they're in the same game <laughs> like that's enough 
It was yeah, like some of the things that they did. They uh, speaking of the modes, they still let you play that classic one player mode. Oh, of course. But yeah. then they 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 made it better, and then they added in the adventure mode. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it, it's just a sense that, like, you know, just having these characters crossover, we've seen that now, and so now we're going to expand all these modes and actually give you a lot more to do with these characters. Yeah. And instead of just sort of crossing over the characters, we're going to have you like. Now you can play as Pikachu and go through, like, the first level of Mario Brothers, for yeah. example. I mean, this is the really cool thing that they essentially did with this, is that they turned Smash from a fighting game into an interactive Nintendo theme park. Yeah, that's a, that's a good like phrasing. A, or like a museum, you know? It's uh, My favorite element of this new game is all the trophies, uh, because I think this is one of the first games to kind of do, like, a thing like this. Yes. Like, have all these little collectibles that you can read about. I learned so much about Nintendo just from collecting all these little goofy trophies. Like, I mean, they, they, they range from, like, you can get your character models by beating classic or adventure mode, or you can find these kind of scattered throughout the world, and you pick them up, or you play the lottery. There's lots of different ways to yeah. get them. But they all come with, like, detailed 3D models that you can fully They look like Amiibos before Amiibos they existed. Like Amiibos before Amiibos, exactly. And you can uh, read about them, like, nice lengthy descriptions. And sometimes you're seeing characters that you haven't seen in 30 yeah. years. Clue Clue Land, Mock Rider, <laughs> things like that. So Then you're getting characters from Japan that you've never seen before, ever. And they've really, they really built on this more and more. And now it's just, like, that's a huge part of Smash Ultimate. And yeah. it's, like, sort of the whole fundamental gameplay is, like, collect more spirits. And one thing that I hate in Smash... Smash Ultimate is they don't have any blurbs on the spirits. They just sort of that. they show you what game it was from, but you're like, I've never heard of that game. I just want like a paragraph telling me what that game was and who that character yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so some of the other new modes here, yeah, like we said, we have a classic mode, uh, which is a nice one player mode, similar to the original, but they peppered in some obstacle courses, some races, things like that. Uh, the adventure mode is very interesting, and I'd kind of forgotten all about this mode. Uh, well, we, until... I mean, we we spend the hours, like, all our memories in this game is playing with our friends or our family, and so you forget, like, how much is here in the single-player mode. Yeah, and adventure mode is, it's pretty clever, pretty, uh, kind of bare-bones, and I remember people not being super happy about this game, this mode when it came out, like, just feeling it was kind of undercooked. But you play through kind of like a little tour of all these different Nintendo locations, You'll do like side-scrolling platformer beat 'em up kind of things where you're fighting generic enemies. Then you'll fight, fade a, fight, face a boss, and then you'll kind of move on to the next stage. Mm -hmm. It's a pretty long mode. It takes a while to get all the way through, uh, and it, it's it feels a little thin compared to some of the things that would come later. Sure. Like it, uh, I think Brawl was the one that added the subspace emissary, right. which was well, the that took forever. Yeah, especially yeah. to one hundred percent it. Wow. Oh god. And it was so convoluted. Like, that was written by uh, and developed by the people at Square Enix who uh. know a thing or two about making a convoluted story. Well, and the, and one good, the, the good thing about the classic and adventure, not they, it was always a little bit different. So if you did the classic, you know, in the original Smash, you played Link. Then you played the Yoshi team, and it was always the same thing. On this game, they would, they would mix up who the characters were. Uh, there were just little nuances that made it so detailed and enjoyable. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on in here. And yeah, the, the classic will mix it up, and then you'll always end with fighting the master hand at the end. Um, what, what did you guys... I what did you guys think that the Master Hand was? Like, because the Master Hand has been a character since the beginning. Well, I think and it's, I, hasn't it always been that, like, these are toys? Oh, like, right. In the reality yeah, he, of the Smash Brothers, these are toys. Life, I believe. Is yeah, so it's, 
Is is that right? Like he's is he actual being, or I always assumed it was just like a child who was playing with toys, and so this is kind of I'm representing the child that on the opening sequence from the original Smash that the, he pulls them out of the toy box and then they come to life. Okay, but, he, okay. but at the same time he's a villain. So. Yeah, which which is very odd. They're like fighting their creator, yeah, which is kill, a very scary square Enix mentality as well. We got to kill God. Enjoy your Smash and, and Brothers. Then kill your God. They make yeah. it, you know where you have two hands and you have the crazy <clears throat> hand. I mean, again, more detail and nuance that they're giving you in Melee, and it's difficult to beat both of them. Yeah, it, it, it is. Yeah. And just, I mean, that's just another example of a thing that sort of originated in Melee that they still use in um, in Smash now. Like, it's there's been two games, three games since Melee, and just, like, there's really very little that has changed. Yeah. Like, you know, the jump from the N64 to the GameCube one was very substantial, but in that, that was a three-year jump, and now there's been a 20-year jump with very little changes. Yeah, we're kind of incrementally improving on what Melee did, yeah. or, like, changing or modifying. And, and I think that speaks volumes to how well this worked right off the bat. I mean, speaking of bat, we have the stadium mode, which oh, yes. has like the uh, home the home run, run home run contest. Now, I was always kind of terrible at these. Uh, I, I never quite cracked the trick to it, so I think you're just supposed to beat on the bag a little bit mm-hmm. until oh, it's there's weak. A trick. Do you want to know the trick? Please. Yeah. Does it in, does okay. it involve so, Yoshi? Speaking, yes, it does involve okay. Yoshi. Speaking Ooh. of Yoshi and his constipated noises, <laughs> you jump up in the air. And then you would do the down A trick yes. where he shakes his feet, and you would do oh. that over and over, and then hit and him it with the bat, and that's how you got your longest distance. Yeah, wow. it would do a very high percentage to the bag, the little feet run. Okay, I and never even did, tried that. I probably did about 30 to 35 damage points every time if you got it just right. See, my, my high scores were always with Bowser. I would just breathe fire on it for a little while. But it was also, I forgot how easy in Melee it is to knock that bag off the platform. Yeah. <laughs> like in the newer games, it's kind of a force field holding it in place. But uh, in this one, yeah, it's pretty easy to knock it off. Oh, one meter, one meter, one meter. Uh, so, yeah, the home run stadium mode is fun. There's, um, what is it called? The target? Uh, the target, target crash. It's just like breaking yeah. targets. Yeah, yeah. So you, you have kind of an obstacle course with eight targets scattered around in random places mm-hmm. that you can only access by utilizing that specific character's moves. That is another thing that I miss very much in Ultimate. Um, when you play through sort of the traditional or classic mode in Ultimate, everyone has this same, like, run away from the encapsulating darkness and yeah. collect the yellow pellets thing, but it's not customized at all to the character. I wish that they uh, kept I the, break the target I also believe on the home run contest, if you hit it a certain distance, and that unlock a character... I, that sounds right. I think so, yeah, and I could never remember what the exact distance was. Mm. But unlocking characters is probably my favorite thing in this game. Like, th- that was always such a joy. And I intentionally would not read up on how, how to, to do it. Uh, my that friends did, and they spoiled fun. it for me. Yeah, because, I mean, you never know. And it's just like, and, and I didn't know what characters were going to be in it. You oh, know, they yeah. only reveal a couple of them. And uh, I wasn't as prominent as an internet user back then <laughs> as I am now. So, like, I wasn't looking this stuff up. So it was always a little thrill. You never know what's going to quite set it off. Sometimes it's super arcane. Like with Luigi, I think you have to uh, you have to finish a match with a two in the final as a final digit in the timer. <laughs> yeah, that sounds right. Uh, to unlock uh, Luigi, which is always strange. But Jigglypuff, you just beat by doing classic mode once. And uh, then my friends finally did ruin it for me to look up the last couple of characters because we needed to play 20 hours of verses to unlock Mewtwo. 
So naturally, we set them both on computer players. Just left the system uh, left on. Left it infinite and just left the yeah. left the game on while we you went out and did stuff. You gotta do what you gotta do to get it done. <laughs> you know, yeah. We, it's it's not that we weren't playing the shitload out of uh, a versus mode already, but it's like, come on, let's speed let's, this up. Yeah, a bit. yeah. You know, so yeah, you do what you gotta do. But that's that was always kind of the joy for me. And uh, that sort of added a different gameplay element. I mean, that's something you'll never really be able to recapture. Is like that sense of like what character is going to show up next because now whenever there's a new smash you're oh, it's like an, it's an event we just know what who all the characters are going to be oh yeah everyone's so, talking about it yeah, yeah yeah and it's it yeah and and i think the unlocking system in ultimate was just not quite as satisfying because like you would have markers that you would have to hit to trigger a random encounter. Yeah, but most it was of it was random. just over time. Yeah, you just kind of unlock everything. Yeah, you were always gonna get there no matter what. Yeah. It's just like yeah, just how much time you play. So that that wasn't quite as fun for me. But like, yeah, that's just kind of one of the joys of this game is just finding all the little secrets and the Easter eggs. And then you guys the, played yeah, the uh, multi-man melee. Yes, yeah, I played a little bit of that. Uh, yeah, I, I forgot really like that thing. because it's kind of like a training mode. Mm-hmm. And it makes the it makes training for the game fun. Or if you just want to kind of have a challenge because you have like the Tin Man that's really easy, but then yeah. you have the Endless and Cruel. And yeah. just oh, seeing, the cruel like, is brutal. Hey, how long can I last in this? It really tests your skills. It's pretty fun. I I once got ten on Cruel. Mode. Wow, that's like, amazing. That's I feel like, like my record lot. was like four. It's a lot. It, 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 it's it took a lot. It yeah. took a lot. Uh, I've never mm-hmm. been able to recreate it since, and I'm I'm sure I never will again. But yeah, that's that's and just kind of a, a real what's treat. What's the and what's the other? There's a mode. It's like challenges mode or something where it'll oh, sort event of mode. event mode where they create very specific game scenarios of like you you and Peach have to team up to fight Mega Bowser or like your giant Donkey Kong and you have to fight little. Oh, Donkey Oh, you're talking Kong. about the yeah. events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that, these were that, and a spe- so there's fifty, and then after you beat all fifty, you get that last one at level fifty one. Oh, right. Yeah, there's one where you have to face like Mewtwo, Giga Bowser, and Ganondorf together. Oh, and God. my, you know what I did with that? I was Kirby, and I just bricked everyone the whole time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> the yeah. classic cheese strat. The Man, Kirby that's brick. That's a hard match. Three, yeah, that is a hard. Three match. incredibly hard characters against one part. It was tough. The, I always found the uh, links down or young links down a uh, to oh, be yeah. more of yes. a devastating move yes. because for cheesing move because you just kind of pogo stick like <laughs> Scrooge McDuck on his head for a while and yeah with a sword though the events are fun though and they are they're cool because they're really specific yeah I, I like that and again it just feels like everything is feeding back into being this Nintendo museum this big tribute to everything Nintendo and so we're we're getting to re- like revisit some of these areas. And I guess when you think about it, like the event mode is essentially what the single player of Smash Ultimate became. Because yeah. even though you have that big overworld map, they all just each one is sort of a different event because those spirits change various aspects of the game. And they, I the um. thing that they like that uh, they did in Ultimate that I really liked was they mixed up the classic mode like that to be specific fights and scenarios for the character you've chosen mm-hmm. uh so like the mega man one you go through and you fight like different people oh, who can be analogs of yeah. Mega Man bosses and stuff like that my favorite one in that is when they uh is with richter his mission because the they're there it shows that they're kind of in on the joke because everyone you fight in that is like a less popular clone of another oh. character so you fight uh daisy instead of peach you fight yeah. like uh, dr mario instead of mario so they were kind of leaning into it <laughs> acknowledging they know what they're doing with that uh, let's talk a little bit about our characters here. Uh, I think Melee, along with like the Marvel versus Capcom series, is responsible for this like 
fighting game rosters are huge now. And yeah. something we've learned from doing Ultra 64 is that fighting games back in the 90s and earlier did not have like crazy We'd have like 12 usually you, would be at like... most, yeah. yeah. I mean, the original Smash had 12. Uh, here we're jumping it up to 26, which seems small now. <laughs> Ultimate is at 80 and counting. Yeah, my gosh. Uh, that's so, too many. I think that's too many. <laughs> there's so much choice. And there's some characters I don't even know if I've touched like in the 100 plus hours I played <laughs> there's Ultimate. There's also I don't... some on there that I don't understand. Why, why is the Wii Fit trainer on the game? Well, I in in their defense, get, yeah. Ice Climbers is one of the So let's talk about Ice Climbers for a second. <laughs> it's amazing that Ice Climbers are in Smash at all, let alone came around in the second game. Yeah. Like they were early ad- I mean, this game has such weird pulls that you never would think of in a million years if you're thinking of what Nintendo <laughs> characters they could put in this game. Like this introduced me to Ice Climbers. Like I'd yeah. never heard of that game. No. Uh and I've gone back and played it and it's not great. Uh this introduced me to Fire Emblem, which had not been released in the U.S., so there's no way we could have guessed that. <laughs> this introduced me to, um, oh, God, what else was it? Uh, crap, I'm blanking. Oh, oh Game & Watch. Yeah, Mr. Okay. Game & Watch, because like, I didn't know about those machines. Those were a little before I mean, I do think too. that Mr. Game & Watch was probably the most inspired choice of oh, the new character because oh, he is very important in Nintendo's history, Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have really... It occurred to you. I mean, they kind of nailed... Even though the first Smash has a much smaller roster, they essentially nailed it oh, yeah. and hit like everyone you felt like they needed to hit. Sure. Yeah, you um, got the heavyweights. And, all and yeah. you get huh. some non-Nintendo characters. You get Sonic and Snake. Oh, not until oh. the next one. Yeah, that's not till Brawl. But like, yeah, eventually that I, I love that it's kind of become that. Like yeah. everyone throws in like you were talking about on a show recently where it's just like it feels like feels like a big party at Nintendo's house. You know, yeah. it's just like, everybody bring your guy over. Mega Man, come hang out. Yeah, Show now it's become, I mean... them all. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, in Melee, it was a celebration of Nintendo, and mm-hmm. now it feels like it's just a celebration of video games. Yeah, it, right. and it's just this big, like... That's why there's so much anticipation and excitement about what next Smash characters coming out because it could be anyone yeah and we just, we, anyone. we've just all forgotten about the fire emblem character at this point and <laughs> yeah. we're like that one didn't count no that one, yeah yeah well, yeah they could fit a couple of just bring yeah. something cool later uh so the full lineup this time around so we have the full original roster that's mario luigi donkey kong pikachu fox kirby jigglypuff link ness captain falcon samus and yoshi and our new characters this time include Bowser, Dr. Mario, Falco, Ganondorf, Ice Climbers, Marth, Roy, Mewtwo, Mr. Game & Watch, Peach, Pichu, Young Link, and Zelda slash Sheik. Now, I totally want to, I want to talk about Zelda because, like, I think this is why some of the duplicate characters feel frustrating to me because sometimes they'll do something really weird and creative with <laughs> their character designs. And I kind of just wish that was going on elsewhere. Like, so the Ice Climbers are a really unique character. Sure. And Zelda's a really unique character because you can switch between these two completely different play styles at a whim. So if you want a more defensive style play, you can switch to Zelda. If you want a more aggressive or ranged style with Sheik, you can do that. And it still feels pretty balanced. Like, yeah. either way, they're going to have their uh, their perks. So I always thought that was a very interesting choice. Though they have done away with that now. And now they are now just separate. separate characters. They're just separate characters. But Which... they, they gave her that cool thing where you can summon the uh, armor in, in the yeah. game. Do you have it's a preference between which one you would play as, between Zelda and Sheik? Uh, I would usually play as Sheik. 
uh, just because the the ranged attack and the speed was always very nice. Yeah, the nice. speed is fun. And uh, it, it, he felt very uh, natural to control when jumping. Um, it did always frustrate me that um, these characters who had historically been damsels in distress, such as Peach and um, Zelda, were so very capable in this game. Yes. And you're like, why did I have to spend so much time rescuing you when you can clearly take out Bowser again and by yourself? I definitely yeah. like with the jump, too. <laughs> Zelda felt, like, heavy. When you would hmm. jump, it's almost like, why are you jumping so weird? Yeah, and I think she allowed for a little bit more strategic gameplay, uh, which is not my style. I'm more of a... a she was more of a stand in, like, you play the four-player stock mode, and you stand in the corner and launch fireballs, and still somebody says, hey, <laughs> Steve still has four lives left. Let's go beat on him in the corner. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's a good character like that. So, I mean, that's why I just wish they kind of mixed it up a little bit more, because when they're really putting their mind to it, they come up with some weird shit. I mean, like, this black and white 2D character wandering through all these 3D models, like, is an amazing visual. Yeah, and and I I don't feel like, you know, for all those new characters that you named, I don't feel like anyone felt like a glaring omission from the first game. But I feel like that's more of a strength of the roster of the first game. Yeah. Um, And I feel like... Once they started getting characters from other sort of companies was when it really sort of the roster got exciting again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. And I, I also appreciate that they kind of just acknowledged that there were limits that they could reach. And then they started reaching out to other companies. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you know, we, we could do every Pokemon, I guess. <laughs> but, you know, that'd be kind of boring after a while. Uh, all right. Yeah, let's definitely. Well, all right. We want to talk about the music a little bit because holy shit, the music in this is incredible. So. This also ushered in the very Smash Brothers trend of using these full orchestrated renditions of classic Nintendo themes. And it's gotten like wildly out of control. Not even <laughs> out of control in a bad way. It's just yeah. there are hundreds of tracks in the new games. But this is where that all started. All the music in here was done by the new Japan Philharmonic. Uh, and they, they just come up with some really amazing stuff. And it varies from level to level. Mm-hmm. So like... If you, depending on who you play. So if you're playing Zelda's uh, Tower in uh, in Hyrule, it's going to be playing the music from Zelda 2 in the background, like right. a nice orchestrated version. If you bring in one of the Fire Emblem characters, it's going to start playing the theme from the original Fire Emblem oh, because okay. they don't have their own dedicated stage in this. So just lots of little cool Easter eggs like that. And I, I, I just think that's such an incredible attention to detail that they did. Yeah. Um, the music is... Uh, uh, I mean, I guess... Uh, Nerd alert here, but I mean, I have <laughs> nerd alert! You're on a playlist. video game podcast. I, oh yeah, I'm on a Nintendo 64 podcast. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but I have an entire playlist on my Spotify of melee nice. music, and the ringtone on my phone is uh, "Mother" from Earthbound. From that's that game. amazing. I no, mean, that's it's so great. good. It, it the qua- it, the quality of the music is just it blows me away. Well, and it was yeah. cool that they sort of took like, for example, like Zelda 2, which is kind of a justifiably forgotten game um they i will t- defend it but not now not <laughs> they, they took um like the really good um dungeon soundtrack and they sort of breathed new life into it by recording it with this big orchestra yeah and i mean nintendo power i think when this game came out they were sending out uh soundtrack yes albums. i have that you i have, have that okay yeah. Yeah, yeah i See, wish I, I had that i i missed out by not subscribing to nintendo power when i was younger man that sucks <laughs> but yeah i mean they this is one of those areas where they just really went like they didn't need to go this extra with the music uh, because some people, you know, you, you could turn it off. You could you could be yelling at it with your friends, but they really put that extra care and attention into it. And I just think that's an well, amazing and it, touch. It, honest, I mean, when this game came out, I would have probably been about 10 years old. So it took me until later in life 
to really be like, oh my God, this music's amazing. So I can see your point of when when you first got it, if you were younger, you probably didn't appreciate that. Oh yeah. But now later in life, I'm like, this is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Um, let's talk a little bit about the stages here. So again, we're upping everything. Uh, only three of the original stages uh, from Smash 64 returned to Melee. Uh, but there are 39 total, uh, so the other 26 are all totally new. Like the characters, some of them need to be unlocked, uh, but some of the new additions include like Zelda's Palace, which is one of my favorite for four-player brawls. Uh, we have the Brinstar Depths, so that's a favorite of mine too because I love Metroid and because you get Kraid in the background smacking the stage and making it flip around, which is always fun. And then Big Blue, where you fight on the back of the moving F-Zero racers. That's um, an easy course. No, no, it's not. It's really fun, though. Yeah, I, I don't you know. can unlock all of the original Smash Brothers stages, correct? Uh, in, in Ultimate, you have... Well, you can't unlock all of them. There, there are only three that make it in, but you do have to unlock the originals. Uh, and Ultimate, like, for some reason... So they, they, uh, they kind of advertise that they have every stage, every character, every item from the entire series in that, but there are a couple melee stages that are missing from Ultimate. That includes... Um, Pokey Floats, which is a level I have not thought about <laughs> in 20 years That's or whatever. That's a fun one. I, it's a I fun enjoy one. that. It moves so much. Yeah, and I think that was the problem. I think they took some of the vertically scrolling stages. Like, uh, Icicle Mountain isn't in uh, mm. Ultimate either. That, that level did kind of suck, because it would yeah. scroll so fast yeah, that you that wouldn't be able to fight. One. You'd just basically try to be stay alive. It was, it was a weird kind of like... And I think that was the general complaint about that one, was that it was like a platformer instead of a fighter, you know? And it just kind of felt out of place. So I could see why they left that one out. But uh, I think it has something to do with, like, the screen morphing that they do in, in Ultimate, where you can, like... Uh, segue from one stage to the next in the middle of the fight and you can kind of determine which stages you're doing Uh, and I think that just what's hard to pull off with some of these but Hopefully they get kind of patched in. I don't know the, the complete. I, I doubt. I doubt they will. You I kind. You kind of have now. I'm now. I'm like, this was not something I even noticed. Yeah, that yeah These yeah. stages didn't exist. But now that you've pointed it out to me, I'm a little bitter about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes more knowledge is not better. I've been fleeced. <laughs> yeah. been fleeced. Damn you. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, and you know what? The one thing we haven't really talked about in much detail is the multiplayer here, which is, like, the meat of the game. <laughs> yeah. This is one of the few, like, kind of multiplayer-centric games that I am perfectly comfortable playing by myself because the AI is actually really good. Uh, you can, you can you know, com- compete and have a good, like, four-player match against three computer opponents, mm-hmm. but there is something incredibly satisfying about getting four people in a room and yelling and screaming <laughs> at each other while you're playing this game. I think you were talking earlier, Woody, like when we were playing that uh, the other games have gone too far into chaos, but this one feels like it's just the right amount of chaos. Right, and that was always, you know, that's sort of the original sell for Smash Brothers is we're going to take fighting games and we're going to simplify them and sort of make them accessible to anyone, as is the Nintendo way. Yeah. But definitely having played Smash Brothers with people who don't play a lot of Smash Brothers... The newer games tend to be very frustrating to them mm-hmm. because there's so much random stuff going on. There's yeah, like it is. It's a, difficult. I was actually playing Ultimate just the other day, and I've been playing with one of my friends just one-on-one, found it to be very comfortable. And then my brother came over, and we said, let's just throw a computer player and make it four players my ability to play that game dropped off significantly when there was four people in the match. 
Yeah, and it can be so, well, especially with the various items and, like, the Smash sort of ultimate powers that people have, you can really sort of lose what's going on. Mm. And Melee, um, I think, strikes a pretty good balance between being sort of fast and feeling very responsive, but not being overly chaotic. Yeah. I just had a very sudden memory of a uh, very bad night where me and Nicole decided to make a drinking game out of Smash. Okay. Uh, And uh, we didn't set the rules very reasonably, so it was kind of like every other kill we had to do a shot or something. Okay. We were suffering the next day, like a lot. So uh, uh, modulate your drinking game rules, everybody, is the moral here. That's a diver. Mario Kart better drinking game than Smash. Actually, yeah, it kind of is. It kind of is. Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh, So the multiplayer options here, you have your basic melee, you have a uh, tournament-style bracket where you can do up to 64 players, which I've never really played around with much, uh, just because I can't get that many people to focus on (laughs) something. I don't even know that many people. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. (laughs) And uh, then you can do special matches where you have uh, preset conditions for winning, or like everyone's tiny, or there's like uh, infinite time or something like that. Were you, Jordan, were you always... uh, Most people that I've played this game are stock people, like... Uh, I feel like time they always said is the default mode, and then people are like, "Nope, playing stock." Yeah, did you, yeah. did you have no, any preference I, I, I between those? The, I think the, st- the the default setting is time two minutes. I usually play a stock five. Okay, stock five. Okay, I yeah. think yeah. most everybody plays stock. I mean, I've played time. I, it's kind of fun uh, mm-hmm. to play it because if you're not actually sitting there and keeping the math in your head, you you don't know who's really yeah. going to win. So yeah. that makes it kind of fun, but I would say I al- almost always play stock. They, 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 it's a little unfortunate because when you play four-player with both modes, there's not quite a perfect way because stock kind of encourages you to hide around in the corner, Yeah. whereas time sort of encourages you to just sort of steal kills from other yeah, people. Yeah, because that would be the opposite <laughs> for time. You would just lose the match. Yeah. Yeah, literally the only time I play time is when I just start a new match. I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot to change this. All right, I'll finish this up, then I'll go back and change it. I sometimes, when I play online with Ultimate, I tend to play time a little more often because I find that I do better at it mm-hmm. um, because it's easier to steal kills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I Because I, I am a stock counter in time. <laughs> yeah, I try to figure out who's ahead. So well. do you guys have, uh, like, a favorite stage in Melee? I I really had a fun. I I liked a lot of the stages that um the moving stages that I think other people were not as big a fan of. Like I really like Rainbow Cruise. I actually like that just a lot. because yeah, I, I like love I, I love that level in the N sixty four game and the music is great. Yeah, and I also have a fondness for Big Blue where you're on the back of the F zero cars. Hmm. I find that very exciting and also excellent music. Yes, yeah. I think I'm a. I think I'm a Zelda's uh, castle. The guy. huge, like, the huge, the huge, expansive set. Uh, my my friend would always used to set two player matches on that, so we were always kind of hunting each other. Well, there's like that. Annoying, there's but... that area down in the corner where just the way the levels oriented, you can get to super high percentages without actually hitting someone off the stage. Yeah, that's the fun part <laughs> too. You can get like kind of bounced around the corridors and not go off the edge. What, so, was, what was your level of choice, Jordan? I could always cop out and say Final Destination, but I wouldn't do that. I actually, <laughs> I actually really like Venom because oh, it yeah, gives that's, you that That's like the X, you're on the Great Fox, yes, right? And it gives you that perception you. that you're moving, but yeah. stage isn't actually moving. It's a really cool effect. I, they kind of recreated that in the next game with Meta Knight stage where you're uh, you're on that moving platform too and it's kind of going real fast in the background. I, I think that's kind of the basis for that. I really like that stage It is too. crazy to think like when like the level you just described, Jordan, of um, with that whole scrolling background and like the speed that this game moves at, 
just how big of a jump that was from the N64 version, oh, wow. which just has these super static backgrounds and everything runs at about half the speed of this game. Very small stages, too. I think, yeah. like, the Star Fox Corneria one is the biggest stage in that first game. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it might be. That or the, uh, or the Hyrule Temple. Oh, like, is that in the first one? Well, it's it's a different Hyrule Temple. Okay. It's like Hyrule Castle. Oh, right. The one with the yeah. tornado. The yeah. feels bigger in the first one because the camera zooms out. It, it does a good job of zooming in and out with you, and really on the Hyrule Castle stage, the camera's fairly stationary on that stage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, so we were talking about least favorite ones, too. I know you have a least favorite, Woody, from... Uh, uh, oh, yeah, uh, I hate... The, the DK level um, with the, the river that runs under it, I hate that level so much because you'll fall in the river and it'll just drag you off stage so quickly. Uh, and I it, do not like that one either. No, and it's so no. small. It's a really small level. There's no – if you have four people on that, forget it. Oh, yeah. It's tricky to hit. And you can't count on that little barrel to save you every time. Any, you know, yeah. Well, that's a different DK level. Is that a different one yeah. they don't have a barrel in the water? No. Oh, I'm thinking – okay. I'm Any the level – where essentially the stage is often responsible for more deaths than the other player is not a good level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I agree with that. Oh man, so much to talk about with Smash. Or I love, I love Melee so much. Um, do we have anything else we want to throw in here? Um, I just wanted a yeah, go real, ahead, a real quick question for the two of you. Yeah, and this may be something towards the end, but. I'm just wondering where you rank this against the other Smash games. Oh, great question. That is a good question. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and go first on this one. Um, You know, I'm going to put Ultimate first. I like Ultimate the most. Um, The excitement of just the... I'm going to say 80 characters, not too many. Mm. I want more. I love just having the freedom to just switch to a character and be like, oh, I haven't tried this guy much. And I have a real fondness for these characters from other franchises. Awesome that I can play Snake and Cloud, and there's just a huge variety. And I think Melee's got to be second, mm-hmm. um, because Melee is essentially the thing that created the blueprint of what Smash Brothers is. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna put N64. Uh, I'm gonna put N64 third. I certainly wow. played it a lot. It's it's still fun. It sets up its own thing. Um, and then um, I, li- I like the Wii U one. And I actually played the 3DS one a lot. I did, Just because that's what I yeah. had, and it was cool to play it handheld. That one's good, too. And then Brawl is going last. Not that it's bad. It just uh, didn't quite capture the way that some of the other ones did. That's that's my order. I feel like that's definitive. Like, you can you can switch Ultimate and Melee if you want, but I feel like that's definitively the right order. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, mostly, mostly. I think I would go Ultimate and then Melee and then uh, uh, Wii U, yeah. then Brawl, and then 64. Oh, and wow, nothing okay. Nothing wrong with 64 whatsoever. Like, there are no bad games in this series. No. But uh, that one just feels very light compared to what yeah. I've come Antiquated. to really love uh, uh, Smash for. What about you, Jordan? Uh, I, I've got to put Melee first. It It did put the blueprint out for... You know where we are now. I totally agree with that. Uh, I'll put Ultimate second. I can get on board with. Yes, I really enjoy that freedom. Of hey, I've. It's going to take you a long time to play as eighty or more characters. So that yeah. That, oh, yeah, yeah. that is a very exciting <laughs> piece. Uh, I'd probably put. I feel bad. I actually probably put Brawl next, then sixty four. Uh, okay. You know, sixty four was the original that got me into it, but and it's a, not a fair comparison, but. It just pales so much compared oh, to Oh, yeah. I mean, it feels like a whole different series it, at this yeah, point. Yeah, and, I and mean, I'll put the one for the Wii U in last because I just don't really enjoy it. You know, I I, uh, I think Brawl is kind of underrated, um, and I think a lot of the problem is just that 
the Wii is just a terrible system, uh, and it's not much. You didn't but it's have as not many. Bad when you play it with the GameCube controller, yeah. exactly, it had that going for yeah. it. So I mean, if as long as you're not playing on the default standards, then it's uh, then it's a really solid game. I like a lot of the additions that they have in there too. So. One other quick question in terms yeah, of ranking, getting into just the GameCube system in itself, you don't have to give me an exact number, but where would you rank this overall on the GameCube? Would you give it like a top five, Ooh. top ten? How oh, high? I would get, I would give, I would give it a top five, no question. It's, a, it's definitely a top five. Um, it probably is even a top three. Um, I was thinking that. I I don't think I like it more than Resident Evil Four. I think that that is a better game, um, but it's also very very different. And I do think for all the press that melee has gotten and like how big of a deal of a game it is it i think it tends to get overlooked of how good and innovative it is as a game just because you don't really think about it in that sense it's just kind of like a law of nature that melee has always been but like and something like resident evil 4 might get more coverage see i was i was weirdly thinking of resident evil 4 earlier when we were talking about the gamecube controller because i feel like that's a game that does struggle on the game controller with the smaller b button i had a lot of time uh, a lot of trouble with the uh, quick time events that's true it is it is a weird game for that and because of that weirdly like i don't think resident evil 4 would be on my gamecube top 10 Mm. but it would be in like a playstation 2 or a wii top 10 okay weirdly i don't know i've played in a lot of systems yeah um yeah i I think um uh, top two top two or three for me honestly for um I, I'm trying to think of what I would put like, above maybe it. Maybe Metroid Prime. I don't oh, even Metroid. actually like Metroid Prime. Oh, I love Metroid, yeah. Metroid Are you guys Prime. Pikmin fans? Oh, I am a big Pikmin I do, fan. I do not care for Pikmin. Pikmin 2 would be up there for me. Original Luigi's Mansion would be up there for me. Uh, and then some weird stuff. Killer 7 I really like. Killer 7 uh, is cool. Uh, just some really stuff. And they had probably my favorite all-time Mario Kart on the GameCube. Like, sure. Controversial opinion. I don't care. That's my favorite Mario Kart. <laughs> uh, an underrated game for me. I, I don't know if you guys will enjoy it. I really like the Mario Power Tennis game. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one I don't th- I haven't played that much, but I I, I want to cuz that does I mean Mario Tennis is always a good time. Mario so that's Tennis one I should was get into. Mario Tennis on the 64 and I feel like it kind of did what they did with Melee. They took Mario Tennis and just blew it up and made it a lot more fun. It had more like RPG elements on the GameCube, didn't it? Yes, and then yeah. they they added the ability to kind of have special moves and charge up. It it's just a really fun expanded game. Not one that people would think of, but Mario, any Mario game, the Mario sports games are fun. Yeah, yeah. I, it, Mario Tennis is one of those series I always like. Think I should go back to more often because, like, I always enjoy the hell out of it every time I play it. But I, it's I just never easy think to forget. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that about wraps it up for this evening. Uh, we want to thank Jordan so so much for for not only for being an amazing patron and an amazing guest, but for letting us play this game. This yeah, is so great. Uh, it's been way too long since I've played Melee, so I, I thank you for giving us the opportunity. And it's I think it's a great it's a great companion piece to having you know just played Smash for the N sixty four and saying like how it, you know where did things evolve and where did they come from? So. Yeah. Oh, of course, absolutely. Because Smash, I mean, Smash is one of the biggest franchises in the world now, and like it would not have been there without this game. Yeah, I just read Ult- so. Ultimate is the best selling fighting game of all time. Yeah, and I think I think yeah. deservingly so. Yeah. I, no, I I'm get happy it. With I that. get it. Um, Jordan, do you have any uh, anything to plug or any social media or anything you want to get out there? Or, uh, or no, uh, the no main pressure. thing I'm on is Twitter. You can follow me at Jo Jordan Collins, and that's pretty much where I'm at on social media. Fantastic. Well, we thank you once again for uh, for just being a patron. It's kind of still blowing our minds that anyone would uh, uh, be patrons of us at all, but we're we're super happy about it, and uh, we we thank you so much for sticking with it. Um, 
There are still some slots at the Superstar tier available. Remember, if you stay at that uh, spot for three months, then you get to come on and talk about any game that you want. So uh, we always love to have more of that. And uh, I think that is about it for this evening, everybody. So, uh, Falcon Punch! Yeah. All right. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night, everyone.